said I would record again about the Ordnung of Yanish. I believe the Mennonites also have an Ordnung, but usually that term, I haven't really heard it in any other religions. Um, but I guess the main question that was coming to my mind this morning was, um, is your church or do you have a religion that has something similar to how the Amish treat the Ordnung? So what is the Ordnung? I'm not going by exact like uh, dictionary definitions, but the Ordnung is a set of beliefs that the Amish have but it's church to church it varies so say for example if you were um you know if you were if you were an you know I don't know what branch non-denominational Christians come out of but let's say if you were non-denominational Christian right You'd usually be taught, you know, that, you know, non-denominational Christians usually go to church on Sundays, usually follow the Bible as far as, you know, the common stuff. Like, they usually practice Christmas, Easter, um, you know, they usually have communion maybe every weekend, maybe every other weekend maybe once a month, I don't know, it varies, um, you know, usually they teach that, you know, you're saved by, um, the blood of Jesus, you know, you get baptized, and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, they usually believe in the Trinity, God the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, all as one as God, and they believe that, you know, if you have any kind of sin, as in something that is against what you're supposed to do based on the religion, you're going to repent, pray pray for your sins, ask for forgiveness, and you're cleansed by the blood of Jesus after that, and you're you're purified by that. You know, you don't really have to do more you, you know you don't have to do penance you don't have to you know you're usually not taught about you know mitzvahs or about the commandments in the bible not in the way that the jewish religion teaches about it or some of the other christian denominations that teach about the commandments you're not really taught like other than maybe like the ten commandments you're not really taught about all the other, like, like there's 613 commandments in the Bible. Usually non-denominational Christians aren't taught all of that. So that would be kind of like a denomination that's kind of maybe like a typical representation of, of Christianity overall is that that's usually what sets them apart. Like other denominations don't usually believe those exact ways they might have more interest in the commandments or more interest in like certain aspects like baptism has to be by immersion not sprinkling and it has to be as an adult or at a certain age range where you're accountable not as like a baby or child um uh you know they don't really usually care about the sabbath that much or like dietary laws or anything like that um usually the non-denominational churches are pretty like that's kind of like what you typically think of when you think of christianity and then you have other groups like pentecostals that do more about like speaking in tongues and those types of things uh they're more 
about like the Holy Spirit and being, you know, uh, having the Holy Spirit kind of like in you and, you know, kind of driving you that way. And, you know, every denomination has their, their little like main focus, um, but non-denominational Christians or churches usually don't teach that like a main focus they usually teach kind of more of a broad you know uh explanation of the bible old and new testament but they're not so into like the commandments because of the belief that you know jesus christ died for our sins and so you know it's not the commandments that make us that make us whole but they don't really say you don't need to keep the commandments because then it's like well if there's this issue of sin then how is someone described as having sinned if there's no commandments to really hold up against and so it's that kind of thing but yeah so that's that i think when people are christians they can kind of tell what you know what to focus on if they're non-denominational because um they're usually going to be focusing on you know a broad range of things instead of like every week we teach about the drums and why the beat shouldn't be like that and why there's no dancing or something like that you know it's like every week or most of the time we identify ourselves with like this one aspect or like these few aspects, like most denominational churches, the denomination, like the name of the denomination kind of like specifies what you do. Now, when it comes to Amish, uh, I believe they broke off from the Anabaptists and there is a good point um, that I've heard Amish people make that they say that, you know, back in the day, you know, people had horses and buggies, you know, people were farming and living off the land and crafting and creating their own things, their own baked goods, canning, that kind of stuff. Like they were doing these things in their homes. Like the Amish didn't look maybe way too different. Like maybe they weren't tuned into the news or tuned into like mainstream, like local politics, or they weren't tuned into like wars around the world or like traveling all over the place and like exploring different different things like that like they were more like into their community and into like what they're what they teach um but they have this thing that's called the ordnung now other i've never heard of really other churches that have something like that now there are other churches that you know have their own types of literature outside of the bible and so i know adventists have a lot of writings by ellen g white i know you know mormons have the book of mormon and other types of writings i know jehovah's witnesses have those watchtower magazines and things like there i mean i don't know if they consider that like religious material but there are a lot of denominations out there that have like specific like other material outside of the bible so overall the amish usually believe that they have the german bible from like the 1500s or something um so i think that's yeah that's before the king james bible um so it was translated into german and they use that german bible now they speak pennsylvania dutch a lot of them learn english in school uh once they're at a certain age like they don't necessarily learn it as babies they learn it in school and then um I don't know if somebody's like walking past my my room or if that was a bird. 
Give me a second. I think that was a bird. Sorry, I saw a weird shadow. Um, yeah, it looked like somebody was like walking past my window. <laughs> so, I don't know. It always kind of weirds me out. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, like with Amish, I think. You know, they believe, I kind of lost my train of thought, um, but yeah, they, they have their Bible that's a German Bible that's older than the King James Version Bible, um, and that's the Bible that they use um, in German, and in their churches overall, um, from what I've heard, it sounds like they don't open the German Bible and use it and read from it. The one who's preaching reads the Bible uh, from home. The one who's going to preach that next week, they they have to study the passages that they're going to preach about. Um, and then they basically use those passages when they're preaching uh they memorize them and then they preach through memory and everyone else is sitting in the congregation they don't have a bible open they're actually not taught that it's you know a good thing to study the bible most of them aren't allowed to really have bible studies with one another with groups of people they're not encouraged to do that they're actually discouraged to have bible studies so there's things like this that i'm like i don't know this sounds a little weird um just because you know i was raised differently i was raised in a denomination that teaches to study a lot so um we studied a lot of the bible all the time on a very regular basis we studied how we were different from other people how come they're different from us what we do what why we do it this way and not the way that other people are doing it um and everything was backed up technically with scripture um but every which religion doesn't say that right like which religion doesn't say oh yeah this is backed up by scripture every religion says that right they're like this is backed up by our by our scripture they're not going to be like oh yeah some guy said this and so we do this thing you know because some dude said to do it even if it's not in the bible or not in our scriptures or even if it's against the scriptures they're usually not going to admit stuff like that even though that happens so my main question is does your church have anything like the ordinance so what the ordinance is you know the Amish split off from this other these other groups um, to stay away from like modernizing and things like that. So they still look like those other people used to look way back in the day, like you know centuries ago. Um, like when you look at them, you know, with the bonnets and the the hats and the suspenders and the style of pants and shirts and dresses and you know it's not modern looking it's ancient looking um you know the style of things that they do for work and that kind of thing is like if you can't really produce it or make it you're probably not getting paid like there's all these there's all these different things where it's like they do rely on society for things like cloth and different types of foods like sugars or whatever like they still buy stuff like shoes like they don't make their own shoes uh for the people who you might see wearing sneakers or boots and stuff like that i don't think they all make them they get cloth to make their clothing and stuff like this is produced you know in america there is produced and so they buy it and i believe there are amish in like south america and other countries now too canada um they're spread out more i don't know about europe European countries, um, or African countries, or Asian countries, I've never heard of that, but 
basically what the ordnung is um they say that that jacob amen amen is who the amish are are named after jacob on jacob amen made an ordnung and so that's the tradition of like there's a list of rules that was created when the Amish were splitting off and that list of rules is what every group does that splits off whenever they split off they make another ordnung so say for example there's the old order Amish um they might have I think one guy said that his church was called Joe Church and there were old order Amish and they basically followed an ordnung that was different from the Schwarzenegger ordnung and those two ordnungs are different for certain reasons i don't know specifically how or why but um because there's so many different ones because say somebody say another group splits off from the Schwarzenegger and they're a different group now and they live 15 minutes down the road by car which you know Amish aren't really allowed to drive cars but say they hire a driver to take them 15 minutes down the road to their old friends that split off from their church so now they're visiting that church or those people from that congregation that new congregation and those ordnung rules are going to be different than the ones that those people were originally following now there's going to be a lot of overlap it's not going to be like our rules are so different like we can use everything now and we have all the technology now and it's different like mennonites are able to use more technology um i've heard that you know even amongst the strictest ones they're allowed to have like black cars um you know um they're allowed to have electricity um they may or may not have televisions they may or may not have you know uh you know radios and internet and stuff like that but they're allowed to like have power for their lights or like you know um electricity running into their house you know like maybe they have something like that so like they might be allowed to use like flashlights with batteries or LED flashlights. Some Amish have an ordnung where you can use LED lights um, or battery powered items. Certain ones, like say like a flashlight or like a blinker on your on your buggy. Um, some have an ordnung that says you can only have tires that um are made of metal or steel and versus other people who might have rubber on the outside of those tires of the buggy you know like some are allowed to have a phone booth off of their actual property and might share it with a couple other families and have a phone line a landline that's connected outside of the house others might not be some are allowed to have tractors um to use in their field some have to plow using old style plowing with horses like there's all these rules you know the the cuff on your on your shirt some are allowed to have like two and a half inches some of them are are only allowed to have like one and a half inches and the reason why the ordnung is so important is because that's what they use to determine if you're going to heaven or not that's 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 my main question to people is does your religion have anything like that that teaches you you will or won't go to heaven for doing or not doing these certain things but it's not necessarily in the bible right the bible doesn't say you know anything about your you know cuff lengths or can you wear short sleeves versus long sleeve shirts? Some Amish aren't allowed to wear uh, short sleeve shirts. Some have black hats. Some have straw hats. Some the the brim of the hat is different. Some women can wear, you know, 
like the whole bonnet some can just some are allowed to just wear the little scarf some of them have like a cape they have to wear over kind of their shoulders some of them have to tie the strings of their bonnet really tight um some of them you know um have like a an apron that goes over the top and the bottom some of them aren't allowed to wear buttons they're only allowed to use pins for their clothing to hold stuff in place some of them aren't allowed to have zippers some of them aren't allowed to have you know a belt they can only have suspenders that are buttoned on um all these kind of things it's like and all this is explained in the ordnung and every ordnung is different because every time somebody wants to do something different it sounds like they split off and go create another community where okay we're gonna allow we're gonna allow you know running water we're gonna allow um you know electricity for heaters in our barns for like piglets or something like that um you know so that they'll be warm in the winter we're gonna allow um you know different color horses like we can have a white horse or we can ride a horse with the saddle we're gonna allow you know the orange triangle on the reflective triangle on the back of the buggy so that we're not at risk of having accidents with cars in the middle of the night um we're gonna allow two lanterns instead of one lantern we're gonna allow you know like these are just different things that they allow right and i'm not trying to pick on the amish i'm just saying a lot of religions do this a lot of christian denominations do this you know they have some rule that it's like where did that come from and it's a tradition right but i don't know a lot of uh no i'm not gonna say i don't know a lot i i feel like those traditions sometimes turn into um like a, a matter of salvation you know and salvation is already a tricky subject of its own because it's it, it basically what i see salvation to be a lot of times is unfortunately it's other people deciding who who is or isn't going to make it into heaven or who is or isn't going to make it you know into a better afterlife or who is or isn't going to go to hell um if you believe in hell if you believe in heaven whatever it may be um you know usually it's I don't think it's usually the individual who's like, oh yeah, like I'm concerned about my salvation. Usually it's somebody else that's like, you should be concerned about your salvation because I see that you're doing this thing that's against our traditions, you know, like the Adventist church doesn't have an ordnung, but they do have their own kind of rules. Say for example, um in the bible it talks about passover right um and for passover we know that with part of it you know there's a lamb shank there's an egg right these are animal products the reason why I mention that is because in the Adventist church, first of all, they don't usually typically celebrate Passover. Uh, they do celebrate Sabbath every Friday night to Saturday sundown, but they don't celebrate Passover, but they usually do celebrate Easter, but they talk about Passover, but they don't go to church on Easter Sunday. Uh, because that's seen as something, uh, it's seen as worship of the sun god, you know. Uh, Sunday worship is seen as worship of the sun god. Adventists, on a religious note, kind of teach more about the lunar calendar only about the Sabbath, though. They don't really technically keep the other days, the other holy days of the year. I mean, some do. I've heard about some who do or some churches who have like some kind of small seminar for a few days or like some kind of practice or like 
kind of like activities that they might do for certain days of the of the year um to talk about those holy days but they don't necessarily as a church necessarily uh promote them they usually do promote like easter and christmas um but the reason why I mention that is because, okay, say if they were going to celebrate Passover, have like a Passover activity for three days or something where you come to church on those days and learn about Passover, like during the days that Jesus would have been having that, you know, Passover time with his disciples and his loved ones and learn about it kind of like interactively in that way and they would maybe show you the types of foods and maybe have like a passover seder of some form like maybe with the foods they very likely would not have lamb meat that would very likely not happen because a lot of adventists don't eat meat or serve meat or promote meat even though the bible doesn't say don't eat it they it's a tradition right so you don't you're not really taught that you're going to go to hell for eating meat but then if you grow up in the Adventist church, it is very rare that you're going to see meat at a church. Um, and if you do, it's likely going to be like a casual thing. You're very much likely never going to see pepperoni. Um, you're not going to see um, anything. You know, you're not going to see... Um, you know, some people don't eat animal products, so the egg, they might not eat the egg um, if they're vegan. But, you know, veganism and vegetarianism isn't necessarily like, like people can argue that while the, you know, Israelites were wandering in the wilderness, um, people can argue that, you know, they they were given manna and then you know, because they were groaning so much, God gave them meat or quail or whatever it was that they were eating and then they got ill from it because I guess they were overdoing it or something. I don't know what the reason was why they got sick, but I've heard people use that kind of passage to, to be like, look, meat is bad. They got sick. God only gave them meat because they were groaning about it and grumbling about it or look at the garden of eden you know you know adam and eve weren't slaughtering animals the first animal that was slaughtered was after they ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil that happened after once the evil was kind of set in um and so they kind of make that argument but it's not like direct like the bible doesn't say don't eat eggs don't eat meat it doesn't say that where it does talk about meat it's specific types of meat but it doesn't say don't eat it it doesn't say don't eat meat at all um so certain things like shrimp shellfish bottom feeders you know that kind of stuff you know pork um because of the types of animals like you know if they don't have cloven hooves or chew their cud you can't eat them you know um pigs don't chew their cud um certain other animals like um horses don't have cloven hooves they have like a single hoof um cows do have cloven hooves and they do chew their cud um certain animals like uh like fish for example you know they need to have gills so like catfish aren't a kind of fish that you can usually eat in the adventist church you can eat salmon but not catfish uh so things like that where it's like you just learn that kind of stuff but the bible does say that certain stuff about certain food but then the tradition is like no meat um a lot of people are no dairy products um or in moderation uh and they definitely promote health um limited or no caffeine um things like that that's very common to see um and it's not necessarily always biblical and so sometimes people want to call something biblical when it's not um like you might get reprimanded if you brought like a bucket of chicken to like an adventist potluck i've seen it happen before i've seen it also happen where there's been 
you know, a barbecue at like a reunion church service where it's like, oh, this is our like 30th anniversary, not 30th, like, you know, I don't know that, that long churches that have been going for, I don't know, <laughs> but I'm just saying like, um, you know, maybe it's like their fifth year anniversary and like a reunion church service or something where they'll be like barbecuing like chicken or steak or something like that but they're not going to have like pork sausages and like pepperoni pizza and stuff like that um so there's still stuff that you likely are not going to see even if they are kind of going outside of the traditions it's already hard enough to see people going out of the traditions like it's it's very rare but then you're likely not going to see people going past those traditions and you know doing something that that they were taught not to do um now people might go out and eat pepperoni pizzas uh, like i remember i talked about this before i remember one specific example the church that we used to rent from them they were a baptist church and we were usually there friday nights and there were some times where we would overlap with them so they had an event one friday night and we did too and they ordered pizza and they invited us to come eat pizza with them or just grab a slice and then we could go about our business. Uh, they were playing basketball and we weren't, we were just hanging out on the court. Like a lot of our people, I was like, let's see, I was like 17 or something. I was young. And a lot of our people weren't really allowed to, um, to do and to to play sports and so we didn't join the basketball game they invited us to eat pizza and i think they had cheese pizza and they had pepperoni pizza i think they had both and then some of the adventists chose the pepperoni pizza and some of the other adventists that didn't were like looking at the ones who did now i can't remember if I ate pepperoni or not, or if there even was a cheese pizza option, I feel like I maybe ate the pepperoni pizza. If there wasn't a cheese pizza option, there might have been people who would have taken the pepperoni off, and then some people would have just not eaten at all just because it's pepperoni. Um, I just don't remember. It was so long ago, guys. It was probably over 20 years ago. I don't remember, but um, I do remember that happening, that there was pepperoni pizza that our church didn't buy someone else bought it and we were kind of like trapped between like are we going to be polite and eat the food that they're offering us because they're being nice and that's rude to be like declining food that they clearly bought probably extra so they could share with us or are we going to not eat it because the bible says don't eat it it's like at what point do you make that decision between am i offending somebody or you know am i actually you know following what the bible specifically says i mean like i now eat pork products you know like not all the time but you know i'll eat like ramen with like pork broth or like a lot of times pho has like a pork broth and stuff like that like um but i've, I've just never been turned on to pork too much like i've eaten it but i've never really been turned on to it because it's like to me it's kind of gross uh just because i grew up with such a with it being such a taboo um that i just never got too interested in eating it too much but um but yeah the bible does talk about certain things to eat not eat um but when it comes to you know something that's similar to like an ordnung or like rules that like churches make up it's not uncommon for churches to make up rules about stuff like like the vegetarian thing like there aren't that many christian denominations that push vegetarianism like adventists do um some other groups like i think the mormons kind of have some kind of issues with like caffeine and certain types of stuff like definitely no cigarettes alcohol stuff like that even though you know traditionally like in a jewish setting so like at passover or at like a a kiddish you know there's gonna be wine um is it fermented is it not fermented i don't know but you know there's gonna be wine 
and wine isn't necessarily seen as um a bad thing to have um there are jewish congregations that have you know uh vodka and there are i've heard of some christian congregations that when they do communion they actually use a little bit of wine uh you would never see that in the adventist church um even though wine technically isn't like completely forbidden in the bible you wouldn't see it traditionally you would never really see wine um you know like i've seen weddings where people have like a bar open bar but i've i've not really seen it in any other way where there's ever alcohol um but yeah we had we basically had a bunch of things like that that were like rules that like i could see how they kind of get to how they're teaching it this way but also it's like that's not really biblical necessarily like i understand you know like if you're never drinking wine or alcohol you're not going to become an alcoholic right because you're never doing it you know you're not going to get addicted to cigarettes if you're never using them you're not going to get addicted to drugs if you're never using them so to me that makes sense it's like well you're not going to get the addiction if you just never use it but it's also kind of like you know some of the stuff is like okay like they're kind of making it up like i understand you know that drugs and things can be dangerous but also it's like you know i don't i don't really know how to describe that but it's just i do understand it but also it's like sometimes it's not biblical you know what i mean so um so yeah the adventist church definitely has stuff like that where it's like you won't see it in the church and people will complain if you do if they do see it but it's just because of the tradition of it and because the health part of it because they're so concerned and you know they find health to be so important that things like meats and certain unhealthy meats and certain things that are like drugs cigarettes alcohol there's certain like caffeine there's certain stuff that has negative consequences now caffeine on the other hand uh coffee in moderation has been talked about not only for like hypertension uh because it it can increase you know your heart rate it can make you irritable it can you know it's a drug it's a stimulant it is but it's legal um but when you you know like for people who are depressed maybe you know a little caffeine might help them to actually get that behavioral activation going and things like that like that's you know the science behind things and so it's like sometimes you know the bible doesn't say don't drink caffeine you know what i mean like it doesn't say don't drink coffee don't drink um tea and things like that but it's like there are a lot of adventists who won't do that so going back to like the amish ordnung i mean there's a lot of stuff that they don't do because of the technology and things like that but one interesting thing like you guys know how i follow eli yoder's content one interesting thing is that he gets a lot of amish people talking to him online they're not in rumspringa they shouldn't necessarily have phones or be watching his youtube channel or tiktok or facebook or whatever but they're watching his content meaning that they are sneaking around with phones or watching other people's phones um and another thing that's interesting is a lot of them are allowed to hire drivers they're allowed to hire drivers to take them places um their their drivers might have cell phones and things like that and show them things they're allowed to like view that they're allowed some are allowed to view that they're allowed to like get rides with these other people and contact them call them for a ride uh, maybe by using a neighbor's phone or having a neighbor call on their behalf or something like that and it's like there's things like that that is like okay like you're not allowed to do it because you think it's evil and wrong and you'll go to hell if you because it's in the ordinance and you're amish and you're not allowed to drive and you're not allowed to have a phone but you're allowed to use your neighbor's phone to call a, a driver with a van to come pick you up 
and pick your family up and take you somewhere, you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to judge it and say that it's like wrong that they're allowed to like use things or not use things. I'm just saying like, you can kind of see how sometimes rules like this don't make any sense. It's like, well, if I believe that I'm going to go to hell for not following the ordnung, then what makes it different if I go to another congregation that has an ordnung? And of course, you know, it's going to be a different ordnung. Like maybe they're not allowed to wear purple or maybe they are allowed to wear red or maybe they're not allowed to wear, you know, like maybe their cuffs on their sleeves are different or maybe they have the three buttons or maybe they have a lay down collar versus like a, a you know, you button it all the way up, but there's no actual collar. Uh, whatever is considered too worldly, you know, the, their ordnung states that, and it's church to church. It's not, it's like, there are a lot of overlapping things. Like, I don't know if there are Amish that are allowed to drive cars necessarily. Like, Rome Spring, a time, spirit, time period is a different thing because you're allowed to, the people who are allowed to practice Rome Spring, because not every church, not every Amish church even has Rome Spring. And so, like Eli Yoder, the church he came from, uh, the old Order Amish church he came from, isn't allowed, wasn't allowed to have that. Um, they weren't allowed to have um, Rumspringa. Rumspringa didn't exist for them. Um, and. I guess there was kind of like I guess one more point I wanted to make. There was something that some guy, this other guy, talked about. He was Swartz and Truber Amish, and in his community of Swartz and Truber, because there are different communities of Swartz and Truber Amish. Um, so in his community of Swartz and Truber Amish, they were they were allowed to date at a certain age. You know, once they joined youth group at like maybe 16 years old or so and started going to the singing and then you're allowed to date and you're allowed to go into the as a guy you can go to the young lady's house you're allowed to sit on a rocking chair she can sit on your lap and you can talk that way the parents aren't anywhere they don't have to be anywhere around chaperoning or within earshot or visual distance you can go and sleep in her room, in her bed with her overnight. Um, there aren't a lot of strict religions that have that. Like, I'm not judging it. I'm just saying, like, it's so rare. Like, even in Adventism, nobody would be like, oh, yeah, you're 16, 17 years old. You're allowed to sleep in the same bed as your date. And even if you're not allowed to have sex, you're not allowed. You're allowed to sleep together as, like, teenagers sleeping in a bed together in your parents' house and nobody says a thing. And it, I think he described that you you are allowed, what's his name? What's his name? Eddie Swartz and Truber. Eddie Swartz and Truber. He describes, you know, that because it's in the Ordnung, these rules for how you date and how you can do this type of bed courtship or in a rocking chair kind of thing, because it's a it's um it's described in the ordnung you're supposed to do it like you're like if you go on a date these are things that are kind of expected of you he said that he would escape and be like well i'm just not gonna go into her bed you know i'm not gonna go into bed with her and spend the night over in her bed if he wasn't really that interested in her he wouldn't do that but he could get technically in trouble for not doing that part of the date because it's in the ordnung that that's part of what you do when you're dating is you invite you know the young lady invites the young man to come and sleep over in her bed overnight um and it's just i don't know cuz not every not every group practices that there are a lot of amish groups that don't practice that at all the old order amish church that eli yoder came from said that when they were dating they couldn't touch 
they couldn't kiss they couldn't do anything and they would see people at a distance uh like like the parents had to be within earshot or visual distance of the date and there was no overnight you know sleeping and stuff like that you know they could stay up till four in the morning talking at the kitchen table or something like that but they couldn't stay up like you know um and you know like i it's just a very interesting culture that's what it just fascinates me it's fascinating but i do like to take things and be like okay do other religions have stuff like this do other groups have stuff like this um most people know in christianity in islam in most major religions i would say are not likely going to be allowed to be having you know sexual interactions with your dates um usually there's a lot of forbidden things around sexuality in general um but it sounds like in some amish congregations some amish churches uh in communities they just don't even teach about sex they don't teach it at all like there have been people who talked about once they got married they were taught about how to do it and then they were disgusted by it because they didn't really know that that's how you get pregnant and make babies like they were just not interested in that because they didn't know that that was a thing that happened um and some people said even that like on farms you know people who live because not every Amish person works on a farm some people work construction some people have like you know things that they do that are different from like working on a farm so some people don't work on farms like they might have a lot of land or big gardens and stuff but their industry might not be farming um they might have different ways of having income uh some churches said you know you can't make a whole lot of money you can't be wealthy or doing something that seems to be very very profitable if other members of the church aren't able to be like finding something that makes them a lot of money like that they're 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 made to stop you know um like say for example how some amish might have a puppy mill and if the if the puppy mill starts making if it picks up and starts making a whole lot of money one community might be like well we don't want you to make more than this much money or like we don't want you to do this this trade anymore because you know you're making a whole lot of money and look at these other people they're not making a lot of money like that so it's considered prideful so they kind of label what they consider prideful or what they consider worldly a lot of that is kind of put into the ordnung or the bishop or whoever is allowed to kind of like tell you what to do and not do and then there's also the politics behind it there's always going to be politics when you have people in churches and all this kind of stuff like religion in general does have politics in it so they were describing that like if you're kind of more popular or connected to like a bishop's family or something you might be able to get away with things versus Eli Yoder unfortunately you know his father was an alcoholic and was often in the band and also being shunned on a on a pretty regular basis it seems like and because of his father's actions the the kids and uh his family you know were kind of being more like strictly um looked at by the other people in the by the other people in the in the community and people were holding them to like a, a different standard and they'd kind of pick on them more and be like hey look you didn't do this hey look you this is too long or your hair is too long over your ears or this you know isn't the right kind of button or like this you know i'm just kind of making that up but it's like they would pick on different things um and yeah but i mean i do feel like it's not just the amish that have these kind of things other religions have them too um where you know they kind of get away from what scripture teaches now one thing that i would say that i have questions on is sometimes scriptures do teach things that we do know might not be fully accurate like if you look at historical records and who changed this word here or there or what 
people are taught this is interpreted as but then if you go back to the original tradition and you're like this is what it actually means versus this is what every church teaches you know it's like one difficulty with christianity in general is that christians aren't jewish most of the time and so a lot of christians weren't trained about judaism they were trained about christianity and christianity doesn't have a whole lot of overlap with judaism nowadays nowadays it doesn't um because it's become something completely different so that's usually where a lot of my questions come from are you know when you look at the bible and you look at jesus and you look at jesus life he was a jewish person living a jewish life and you know some people say okay the way that christians live modernly is the best way to do it because you know they're being modern uh and some of that other stuff was done away with a lot of that other stuff was done away with but then it's kind of like well if it was done away with then why were why were the first christians still doing those things like until the council at nicaea and until the christians got excommunicated from the synagogues they were practicing judaism you know they got kicked out and started doing things you know and then got mixed in with paganism and then you know the romans kind of changed the religion once it became like their state religion the romans changed it the romans changed it to look like paganism more and so and then the rest of us from that time on got taught that paganism version of christianity we were never again taught the judaism looking version of christianity that's been like almost wiped out of history there are like a select few groups that do that um like it's not necessarily about all the commandments and all that kind of stuff but it's you know it's more about you know the traditions of judaism that totally get lost in the pagan lifestyle like even something as simple as like the jewish sabbath versus you know sunday church worship you know original christians were keeping the jewish sabbath they weren't going to church on sundays and stuff um the pagans went to church on sundays or they they worshiped on sundays you know but i'm not against pagans you know like i know people use that word and throw it around like it's like some evil term you know it's just its own culture its own religion just like amish people just like mennonites just like adventists just like jehovah's witnesses just like baptists just like catholics like it's they all have their own separate things and the reason why every church splits off to do their own thing is because they no longer believe whatever the other church was doing sometimes they revert back to some old stuff sometimes they move forward into something newer that other churches aren't doing um one thing i've noticed that's kind of newer nowadays is you know there's an online presence you know a lot of people who are christians or grew up christians or grew up in a cult um you know they're exposing the cults they're exposing what happened in their religion um, they're exposing what happened in their denomination in their church community groups um to me that's been a more important aspect is like looking at it's dark like i don't really like looking at it all the time but i mean it's important to know that you know just because someone looks religious on the outside and might be identified as like some holy person doesn't mean that they don't have that they're not abusive that they're not manipulative that they're not toxic that they're not that they don't have narcissistic traits that they're not like you know practicing like antisocial personality kind of things like with other people like some people you give them power and they're going to act like that they're going to be acting like tony soprano they're going to be acting like some narcissistic person you know with the whole congregation of people you know what i mean so it's kind of like sometimes we might not see this because on the outside they make it look so pretty but then the more you join and the more you interact and engage you're like oh man this is disgusting you know and i've definitely witnessed some of that kind of stuff um but but i don't know you know like it's really 
um i feel like this generation you know millennials gen zers you know we're all online you know we talk about our cultures we're all online talking about it generations before you know they didn't really share as much our generations are like we create content you know uh so you can actually see more details about how these religions operate from people who actually are or were in those different communities it's a good learning resource because you're like it's easy to be like in school or whatever in a cultural class they teach you this religion does this and that group does this and this these people do that and they generalize it like they have to they can't they can't go into all these little details of like which group does what which way and who has lights and who has batteries and who has you know meat and who has some meat but not always meat and you know like um it's hard it's hard for them to really go into every single detail but you know when you go to the people from those communities talking about what they experienced you kind of get a bigger picture of it and you know i kind of like to talk about that kind of stuff on here because i'm like you know i'm not trying to say don't have faith don't have a religion don't practice anything don't have you know don't don't have an interest in spirituality for me religion the aspect of religion i mean it's I know kind of what it means but sometimes when i think about it it's like there's something else that i don't know what i would call it that's like this kind of uh political um kind of like manipulative um bitterness um lies that are that people know it's not true that's why I had such a hard time with, you know, the Adventist congregation I grew up in is because when I would directly ask questions to people who I knew had the answers, they literally would never answer the question. And I'm like, I can ask you anything about pork, about shrimp, about the Sabbath, about, you know, what type of music I should or shouldn't be listening to according to them, what things are okay on a Friday night after sundown, what I should or shouldn't play for music during church what instruments would probably be best or not i can talk you know they will talk about that stuff all day but you ask them a simple question like hey how come we're adventists you know as adventists we keep the jewish sabbath but then there's all these other areas of the bible that that say this is a sabbath to me do this for all time and we don't do those why you know they couldn't answer those questions it's because the Bible, it's because they teach that you don't have to do it. But it's like, well, if the Bible says you have to do this one, why don't we have to do the other ones that the Bible says we have to do? Because the denomination decided, eh, we don't have to do all that. It's the denomination that decided it, you know? So it's kind of like a weird, it, it's, it was weird growing up Adventist because it's like, they say that you follow all the commandments and all the rules, but then when you learn all the commandments and all the rules, you're like, we don't follow all of them. You know, there's a bunch of them that we don't follow. We just keep the Sabbath more and the dietary laws more than other Christians might. Other than that, we don't really do a lot of the other stuff. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's just kind of confusing. But um, sometimes it just depends how you put a spin on it. You know, people are always going to teach in Christianity. You know, Jesus did away with certain things. And then I'm kind of like, well, if he did do away with certain things, and why were they still following them back then? Um, I mean, they weren't following it to like the yoke of the Pharisees and things like that. They had a different version of it that was a lighter, lighter, like it says, my my yoke isn't my yoke is light, my burden is easy, or my something like that. I can't remember the exact wording but um that basically what jesus was teaching wasn't a message of like be bogged down by the commandments and that there is supposed to be a joy in keeping them because it's supposed to enhance your life 
But there's always these kind of like complications of people trying to condemn people to hell and all this other nonsense. It's just like, I don't know, like, where does the love come in? Sometimes it's like, it's not there. Sometimes that's the main focus, right? And if people aren't focused on love and they're focused on bitterness and condemning and the politics, which a lot of churches want to focus on, I mean, it's good to question that and question, you know, is this where it's good to kind of like try and thrive because it can be toxic and bad.